I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is Nick Martin. And Nick, we will be looking at Friday and Saturday in the National Hockey League Stanley Cup playoffs, round two, game five for Florida Toronto game five for Edmonton Vegas uh, and then on Saturday it will be Seattle and Dallas game five uh, excuse me game six um, as they're still playing right now as we're recording Dallas is up three two heading into the intermission so a lot to get to here I think Friday round two if no matter what you know, hockey, unless you, you're you're a fan of one of the teams that is in it, and especially to the Carolina Hurricanes fans, uh, I think round two is kind of underwhelmed compared to round one. That's not a uh, you know hot take. Everyone keeps saying that. Things kind of picked up today, overtime game between Carolina and New Jersey. Seattle and Dallas, it was 3 nothing Dallas, and Seattle fought back. But... Uh, Betting aside, I think Friday has the potential to be the best night of this round for sure. And we'll start with Florida in Toronto. Toronto comes back home after taking game four in a 2-1 effort. Uh, I thought that the game plan there was was pretty evident from the start. Toronto just committing itself to to really gumming up things in the middle of the ice. They did a great job defensively. That was a really well played game. Uh, there were some quotes out there that that was their best game of the season. Um, sure, maybe given the spot. I think the stuff that uh, you know those kinds of analysts love. Um, then yes, I'd give it to them. Yeah. Probably their best defensive game of the year. I think. Yeah, I think I think when you you know when you talk about like the stakes and whatever and pressure, sure. Um, they 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 won an elimination game, and that's I, true. Because I mean, like, that's why I went against you know my Toronto takes because uh, kind of went against my belief in this team just because of how hard of a spot I felt like it was to kind of turn the negativity and and Florida's playing really well and yeah you know you got Joseph Wall versus Bobrovsky so my so I I actually haven't I didn't want to ask you this like just in our casual conversations that we have while we're watching the game. Because as soon as that game ended, my first thought was, do they try to do this again? Because I think that when you're when you have your back against the wall and you're gonna have it against the wall for uh 
every game for the rest of the series, if, if no matter how long it goes, there's a couple different ways you can approach it. And, and one of them is to just do what the Leafs did. Um, commit yourself to, to forcing the other team to power their way through you, make yourself hard to beat. But I don't think that's what we really associate Toronto with. Uh, we we're they they're more of a team that you think goes out and tries to beat their opponent, uh, because they're usually got more talent, uh, and they'll just bet on that. So, my question is: A, is that do we see the Leafs kind of abandon what worked for them in Game Four and play more into the, uh, you know, and they were good defensively during the regular season. I'm not saying they weren't, but they weren't that. They didn't play like that. So, do you think that they'll be They'll take their, they'll put push the pedal to the metal a little more here in Game Five, and is that the right thing to do? Like, I don't know. I I have no idea how they're going to approach this one, and uh, or how they should. Honestly, yeah, I think that's pretty much the way games are going to look the rest of the series. Like that's quietly been the the way Leafs elimination games have gone for like four years they won one and like they were the team that was really good defensively but that's kind of been uh more or less the game script i don't know if i mean you're early on asking, this... you're you're asking to to get the bounces and if you do that right that's exactly little... i see your point like you've got right. to win four in a row in like coin flip type games but like what are they going to change it like it worked good it's probably yeah. still giving yourself the best chance you know florida is going to be opportunistic you got to insulate joseph wall pretty well and I thought he's the he's probably the not calling much. From... And, and I mean, to be fair, his numbers all yeah. year are great. Like we are yeah. kind of picking on him in terms of like the idea that he's experienced. Right. Yeah. So and I mean, he was sharp in that game, but they, they did really, really good. Like yeah. if you watch the real back, it was like giving up one goal was probably about what we'd see out of most goalies, I think. And I'm sure like the team could probably, you know, get some confidence because he did look sharp early and that probably helped but who knows they're probably not going to defend a ton better than that so we'll see and then we know as the series goes on the whistles are going to go away i think kind of florida's shown that they like working in that game environment a little more so that's maybe one interesting note when we talk about this game i i don't really see much betting value here um i'm not back to wanting to get on the leafs yet like they're minus 175 in this game yeah. I, I once like once that game ended yeah. and I saw that line post, I was just I was cracking up because they were minus one fifty, right? Was that what we said for game uh three in Florida? Then they go down to minus they went off minus one fifteen uh by the time the puck dropped, and now they're back up to minus one seventy five at home. The swings in this playoffs and, and we've talked about the zigzag maybe coming into play in hockey and and just the maybe momentum being it, it's always overrated in, in playoff series always uh in terms of betting value but this one i was just like there's i think florida has shown that they're better than what we thought they were going to be before the series and this is kind of where these prices you know we're, we're, we're yeah hang, hanging like around they're, they're back up to plus 155 they're i don't i don't know if you're going to see the leafs dominate the way you want for a team at that and that's one of the things like you want to bet on these playoff games but that's what i keep seeing with like like i faded the stars tonight which probably isn't going to work out well but when i think about something like that there's so many regular season games where teams minus 200 and i'll love them so much more than like dallas tonight or florida right. or toronto tomorrow at minus 175 so right because they're, they're playing kind of, they're playing teams like you know 
Detroit. <laughs> yeah, and like you can, you you know, the if the games aren't as tight, like skill shows through more sometimes. I, it just feels like sometimes in the playoffs, you it is harder on that front. And then this series has been like the like for me personally, it's been rough. But I don't think my takes have been that bad either. Like the I was riding Nylander. He comes through in game four. I was riding the Leafs. Then I get sucked into Florida because it was plus 110. And the way the games have gone felt like a good coin flip number. That doesn't work out. I think first glance, like it just, it seems like a pretty tough one. I could be interested in going under on wall saves. Um, again, I did put that in my uh, same game parlay article for that, for game four. We'll see where it gets set at. Um but I think that could potentially be a good look under 30.5 because I don't really think the script's going to change that much. I think it's just going to be another really tight game. Um, so that's maybe one I'm interested in. I still think Nylander's playing really, really well. Yep. One thing that I really think the Leafs should do as a team, I know the power play's clicking, but it always clicks. So that doesn't really prove a lot. Having O'Reilly on the top power play unit for me doesn't make a lot of sense. The biggest issue when things don't go well is still gaining the zone. Nylander is excellent at gaining the zone with uh, controlled entry. He's been one of the most prolific power play producers. Um, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. And then the other thing is you have all three of your centers on the ice for that. And the second it ends, it's, you got to sort this out. You've got a mess of lines. So then they're always doing some combination of the fourth line with Nylander out there. I don't know. I, I think that doesn't make sense. It's one of those things. And I think there's a couple of notes like this entering this game where they're not changing it because it's worked, but I don't think that means that it is the ideal way to do it. So we'll see. That's something to watch. I think same thing with Nyes. It sounds like he is close, but they're just going to not put him in because the lineup worked last game, which I guess is respectable. You don't want to get him in there and then lose a body, but it feels like that's I Shelby. He He's not going to change anything. Yeah, I know that not just that. I just think that it was a concussion and, and he's 20, whatever, you know, 21. Yeah, I liked the take. I saw that uh, him getting tackled and concussed proved that he wasn't ready because it's like saying that nobody else gets concussed. Yeah. I think would be kind of if you're if you're saying that would be your argument. But anyways. No, I, I, I just think that he's like it. It'd be unfair to the. Yeah, it'd be tough to rush him back <laughs> yeah. in, and it's such a bad uh, look. Like you yeah, saw exactly. the freaking Dolphins this year, how how big of a shit show that was, and you know, uh, I just you don't want to do that. One one point that kind of relates to what my general kind of question about this game is that the home games for the Leafs, they're able to get the matchups they want, which I think is a pretty big deal when the other team has Mark Stahl on one of the defense pairing and that, that fourth line for Florida struggled uh, on the road. They were better. I thought they were fine in, uh, in sunrise, but that's, I think going to help Toronto a little bit. And that's why I'm wondering if this thing's going to open up a little bit more than what we saw. And I think kind of plays into your Joseph wall thing, which is I, I see the Leafs really this, this looking like game one and two actually. And, and that might be sound simple because it's in Toronto, but uh, with the way that they should be able to get matchups and uh, control play, they should. <laughs> this you know famous last words. They should come out with their hair on fire. Uh, yeah, at home, like it's it. It does feel like it's going to be a weather the storm kind of game for Florida. It's almost almost like Florida. Their best chance in this game is to just copy what Toronto did 
in game right. four. And I think that's been the recipe for teams for underdogs beating Toronto and all these knockout games for years. And um, just because the way they want to play in the offensive zone and attack and hold the puck, right. I think you just want to be safe. Um, and that's that ties into my next thought. I could see, I think if Florida is holding like a 2-1 lead midway through the second or something like that, I think the live under could be a really good play. Um, just because that that seems to be the way that these Leafs elimination games go. I know that doesn't mean it has to be a rule, but I get the feeling that a lot of the reasons that that it's gone that way historically are still kind of in place. Um, last year versus Tampa, I went on the Leafs live team total under because it just felt like, you know, one of those perfect looks. And I, I could see this kind of being that way. So I feel like it's going to be a tight game. And I, I think there could be some potential for some good live plays on that as well. Hockey betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So that's 7 o'clock Eastern time. 10 o'clock Eastern time is Edmonton in uh, Vegas. Oilers tie it up to 2 <laughs> The Oilers are just patterning out their their playoffs here for us. I mean, it looks like the Stars might be as well. Just go drop two of the first three and come back and uh, take over the series from there. That said, it's still 2-2. We're going to Vegas. Edmonton is a road favorite, minus 130. That's about where they've been for the first two games of the series as well uh, in Vegas. Over-unders at 7 Three of the four games have gone under the total here, but you know, there've been some laughers involved and they've been the series just has been very uh what's the good it's it's not been 
fun to watch as a neutral i don't think at all yeah i agree i mean it hasn't been like many compelling back and forth games yeah. game, game one was good probably didn't game deserve one, to yeah. be good but uh i mean the Oilers made it competitive so it was watchable but that hasn't really been a consistent trend in this series no. and it's been herky-jerky it's like the, the team that loses just doesn't show up and then they take a bunch of dumb penalties yeah, it's and just, just like gets out of hand. Like half the reason people thought the last game was exciting was there was melees at the end and stuff, which I guess is interesting if you're still watching the game, but it's been pretty painful. Yeah, I just and woke then, up and, and was like, all right. And I saw the Petrangelo slash and him get smoked by Kane. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's what I missed. But yeah, I guess we should just note that Darnell Nurse, <laughs> that suspension is absolutely a joke uh but them being one and one is a joke yeah. i know that vegas has some valid arguments that petrangelo had been cross-checked that maybe right. that should but have that's been not, one that's, but that's not the guy the, who did the, it <laughs> the like petrangelo getting one i think was a it was a horrific call i think every single person that i've talked to has said that they were like expecting two we and but low key, I knew that it was gonna be one. Like I was yeah, so sure in my head that this is like you have to kill somebody in this that or accidentally off. clip their head. If you yeah. clip their head, they'll give you five. Which I, I don't. I'm not even arguing that that's wrong. I just my point is that if there's a play like this where it's so unnecessary, the entire point of it has nothing to do with playing the game. You can just come down and be like you like you know what I mean. Like if you set right. a so, higher standard, you're the not. Question gonna have for this me shit would happen. be like like if you're Zach Dalpy. Of the Florida Panthers, and you're yeah, losing five why tomorrow. Why wouldn't you just two hand Austin Matthews in the wrist? There's Seriously, no reason, right? Your team would love you. They'd probably, yeah. you know, you'd be having a set yeah, of a statue built for yourself outside of Florida Live Arena or something. Yeah, it like, and that's the problem is I think they'd let the envelope get pushed too far over and over in this series. I don't, it, and I mean to be fair to them, I think some of this stuff was really tough. Like I don't think you could really give a playoff game for it, but it just felt like they this. Series slowly got a little too off the rails. I don't know if we'll see that in this next game unless someone, uh, unless there's another blowout. But right, exactly, and then it's, it's, it's score dependent. I think to talk, uh, you know, betting wise, we've talked about during the playoffs. Odds makers have been sharper and smarter, which they were here because I was sitting there waiting to see if I could find anything Ekholm or Shea Theodore related, especially because it kind of coincides with the fact that I think offensively Shea Theodore is due for a little better. And that he has had an abnormal amount of shots blocked for someone who's usually actually pretty decent at getting them through. I think that I'll probably still end up on over two and a half shots. I was just hoping to get the exact same number as I got in uh, game four when I lost on this bet. So I was watching all day for that. They had it suspended all day. It's back up now. I think it's around plus 125, which is playable. And then the other one, I think Ekholm's really interesting because even more so than Theodore, I think the Oilers are going to be so forced to play him huge minutes without Nurse being the other top left defender. Uh, And he will draw into the second power play, which doesn't mean a lot because that's probably like 20 seconds of power play time every power play. But still, I think Ekholm's a very reasonable look. I think he has six shots in the last two games anyways. So yeah, he's a guy that I'm going to keep my eye on for this one. The I think the the over is in play here at 7 plus 115. Uh, and it comes down to the goaltending. We might see Jonathan Quick. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, I like the Oilers in the over too. If we're talking, yeah, sides. I think those will be the square takes. But like, what? Yeah, it's, I agree. the goaltending. <laughs> this goaltending like, situation's awful. I don't know who I would. Yeah, that's. I'm seeing like, people being like, "How is Quick not come in? Have a look at Quick's numbers. I think he's near the absolute bottom. He hasn't played in a month. 
hasn't played a month and there's kind of a reason like right um like, you so you you want to put in i'm seeing a lot of ex players commenting yeah on i mean it's i think and it's, it's like kind of like saying uh if you're an ex player go out and jump in an nhl game right now and see how you do like i feel like that's kind of what it is because you're rating so much on what quick did in 2014 and hell like he could come out and and stand on his head but for sure, I would say so. Here's here's how I'd, I'd view this: If Jonathan Quick is in goal for Vegas tomorrow, I would love every bit of Edmonton. I would love, you know, minus two and a half. So I'd love, you know, whatever same game parlays with the over, goal scorer Palooza, like whatever you want to do. Just go go have yourself a night back in the Oilers. Yeah. So Quicks, um, sorry, just to cut. So Quicks, uh. Minus 17.2 goals saved above expected rating is the fifth worst in the league this season. His save percentage was 882. So, and I mean, when he was with the Kings, that's what you're going to say. The Kings were a good defensive team too. Like they're not a team where I'm looking at those numbers and being like, he was getting sewered more than these analytics are suggesting, which is something I would say about like goalies from Columbus and teams like that. I don't think that was happening. So who knows? Like he had a couple good games right when he got to Vegas. I mean, Goaltending's so hard to predict, but he's he's the type of goalie that let's see if I can get this out and make it make sense. Like there's there's probably a better chance that Jonathan Quick outright steals the game than Aiden Hill, but there's a better chance that Aiden Hill just gives you the solid NHL goaltending you need to win five four, right? Like like if you if you have Jonathan Quick in and and, and Hill wasn't good in the first period uh in game four and and the Knights were never able to get back from that. But like if you're if you're looking at these two goalies and you're like, who who has who's given me the better chance? Like if if I was to bet Edmonton right now, I would feel so much better if they tapped quick than Hill. And that's what I'll be waiting for because if, if it is uh if it is quick, like I think you can have you have yourself a really fun time with some some oiler stuff. So that's what I'll be yeah, waiting for. Yeah, and I think there's definitely some good narratives for the over two where this game could get really off the rails, where if you wanted to play like some alt stuff or if you're someone who yeah. plays game parlays. I mean, because Skinner fun. has Skinner's been all over the place too. Like yeah, that's, and that's the other thing. Penalties dry up as series wear along. However, you have to know that the refs are the one whoever refs this game tomorrow is being told by the league, like yeah. call it tight. Don't let first, any shit first, go on. Yeah, first scrum, take just first one. 10 minutes. Yeah. First ten minutes will be like I think it'll be three power plays. Yeah, and this and then, series has had yeah, so yeah. many anyways. Like, yeah. I've kind of been waiting on the cool-off, but I think tomorrow we'll see it called tight early on. So, uh, And, oh, and you know what I should slide into? I actually think the uh, other prop I like is Ryan Nugent Hopkins over two and a half. He got back with McDavid he last was, game, looked, had the goal. Yeah, so I think that one, that number's not moved enough from where he was playing. Like, he's been really quiet. He's not generating much on his own, but now he gets to play with McDavid, so... Easy case there. Okay. Uh, Devils and Hurricanes are wrapped. Carolina Hurricanes are through to the Eastern Conference final. They'll have at least a few, you know, like a, what, a week off, I think, uh, unless they start one without the other, which the NHL never does. So you tip your cap to Carolina, and that brings us to Seattle and Dallas. Like I said, they're still going right now for game five. Dallas up 3-2. Uh I'm not I'm not too concerned with with how this rest of this game plays out because I think it's the same kind of this this series more than the others I'm just like 
I went into I'm just going into my sled and riding it downhill until I get to the bottom of the hill with and which is like the Kraken are just going to be undervalued. The stars are going to be a little overvalued. And if you want to just, you know, if you want to zigzag or you want to back back momentum, like go right ahead. But I'm just going to uh, stick with Seattle and uh, we'll see how it. I was in your boat tonight. I was really thought the Kraken or the value side. Uh, I mean, the number was they great. They haven't played bad, you know, no. and I just the Dallas converted everything. Showed up. The real Grubauer. Yeah, and those were for, pretty for like five minutes. Books. Yeah, 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 it was just one of those things. They happened, you know. They broke down. He was making, you know what? He was yes. making one out of the. He's making one of those saves in in the games that they've been winning. Like, yeah, you for know, sure. Uh, but and who knows? It's three two, three two. Seattle's pushing. Maybe we. Yeah. I'm hoping this gets to overtime. I've made a promise to someone that if the Kraken win this game in overtime, I will buy one of the teal Adam Larson third jerseys. So. I will hold myself for you team. or for that person for me, for uh, me. And I never wear non cats jerseys, but if they uh, do that, I will be uh, excited enough to do that. So you'll be seeing me online change sometime soon in that, if that's the case. Uh, yeah. When they're, when they're playing the hurricanes in the Stanley cup final, maybe. Yeah. I'll give a shout out to the hurricanes. I think you could say they're playing the best team hockey of any team right now doing what they're doing. And with, they were so lucky to so. beat the Islanders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and the Islanders. The Islanders, by the way, we still haven't heard from the general manager nor the head coach, uh, and we've, we're now almost two weeks from from their locker room breakdown. So nobody knows what's going on there. Reached out to to a couple friends of the programs who work for Sportsnet, and they're like, "I got no idea either." So who knows there? But uh, yeah, the Hurricanes. Um, they are. I I think we, I had it right with them going into the Devils series. Like, there's just such a stylistic nightmare for some teams and they will be completely exposed against a select few teams i think in depending on like what the matchup is uh and i guess the the devils just couldn't really figure it out i thought carolina was just swarming and and so good at i mean the Devils should have won that game i think they 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 had some i mean carolina had a couple good chances but it was close it was yeah super close yeah it was but i think like the, uh, the just the timing of the devil's chances and uh, but anyways, um, yeah, tip your cap to Carolina. They they just they're they're a tough team to to go against because they play so such a like different. Yeah, way. you have to think a rested Carolina would be a really bad matchup for Florida in particular. I think I kind of I think both you'd have to like their chances, but I feel like if if Florida wins in like seven and Carolina's just sitting there waiting for that yeah. ding decor, bad news that, for the Carolina. Oh well, actually, but I wanted to. I did want to actually bring up. Carolina and we'll sign off with this is um we haven't really talked much about their con Smythe market at all I because who might know where you're going with this who the hell knows uh Freddie Anderson he was like 11 I I can't I can't pull up the number now because there's a game going on but he was so short and I couldn't believe it and then I started to think about it and I'm like the, he's got the narrative he came in, he won the series win clincher against the Islanders, and he played really well against the Devils, barring one game. But I do think that the blow-up potential is there for Freddie. Like, and, and I think that the injury potential is there for Freddie, and I think that it's like 50-50, even if Carolina wins the Stanley Cup, that we see at least one game of anti-Ranta again. Maybe two. Yeah, like I don't think so that's if, if it's bold if it's, to me. If that's, I don't... if that's where you thought I was going. But, but my point using that is, I got no like I guess it's Aho right now. Like he Yeah, I'm kinda coming around on Burns if you're gonna take a yeah. long punt. But the interesting thing there is like I don't even think he's more valuable valuable to them than Slavin, but 
he's he's, gonna, he's getting he's more like, points. And he's the thirty-eight uh, year old with the beard, and everybody loves yeah, him in the media. That's true. I I wonder if he's got a bit of an edge. Um, who knows though? There's this Jordan Martin very up in there. That would be insane. I I needed. I forgot to. Look I feel like he's got to slow down in terms of his production. I mean, this is a guy. It's an amazing story. I mean, high stick Mayfield to get favors. Yeah, <laughs> like earlier in the year, and now he's the best scorer in the right. playoffs. Uh, uh, but it's pretty wild. You gotta yeah. love it though. Someone had to step up for them. Um, I'm gonna be kicking myself because this is the one year I've decided no Carolina. Yeah, so we we're talking about matchups, but I think for them, almost bar except for Seattle. I, I just don't think that they match up well with the West. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. I th- I I'd like the way they match up with Dallas really well. I think uh, yeah, I think that uh, I'm uh, I I texted you this today. I'm just accepting that I should put an exact on Carolina to beat Dallas in the final. Not that I hate either of the teams, but they're the ones that I find the least interesting and that I've kind of not. Yeah, we'll just clip. We'll just have uh, Noah or Matt you know clip together the you know. 37 times this season we said yeah not sold on dallas i know and that's the thing is like they're the two coming into the playoffs so many people had yeah carolina might beat the islanders but then they're going to run into either new jersey or the rangers in round two and get stomped because they can't score um this one is good takes uh so yeah enjoy the games friday night uh i think both of us are in agreement on basically passing I'll, i'll continue to one of these, I keep thinking one of these Toronto Florida games is going to go off the rails. And even though this one is this, the series is trending the opposite way, I'm going to continue. I, I keep getting one or two of the, the anytime goal scorers in my lottery ticket, right? I had Nylander again, uh, but I didn't single him, of course. I just, you know, just been playing these lotto tickets like an idiot. Uh, so, but I think generally that that game's a pass for us. Oilers, uh, some overs. If Jonathan Quick is starting, run, don't walk. Uh, and then Seattle Kraken. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Quick starting and like could be a game strip where the refs call a lot of penalties. That sounds not not like a good recipe. Good recipe if you want to bet some of the Oilers power play props, I think. But yeah, otherwise not a lot. But yeah, you know, I'm getting excited about the potential of the Leafs coming back from 3-0 down. It would be the only way that they could ever snap out of this absurd, absurd run. I watched four days in October, the 30 for 30 the other oh, day. Red Sox, yeah. Uh, so my, gum, my gumption's all up again. Yeah, I mean, I've, 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 I, as like I said to you, Barry, we're, we both were coached by Barry Trotz, and he would always tell us that the fourth is the hardest to win, and he's right. And yeah, I'm, I, my gut tells me this thing's going seven, so we'll see. Anyways, I know, and it's funny because if it goes seven, the one team that could come all the way back and lose is the Leafs. I'd be curious to hear, has anyone come back from 3-0 down and lost in Game 7? Yeah, uh, Blackhawks against the Canucks. Okay. Alex Burrows. Great. Okay, yeah. that was some Chris Campoli, down. former okay. Islander, turn, turn, turns a puck over, finds his way to Alex Burrows, and he beat uh, Corey Crawford, I believe, was in, or is it in the, whoever was in goal for the Hawks at the time. But uh, Corey Schneider got in that series, I believe. It was uh, a weird one. But, yeah, on that note, uh, we will see you again. Uh, we record against Sunday night, which means we we, we could be previewing uh, a game seven for for Lisa Panthers. Um, and hopefully some more series yeah. than that. Yeah, we'll see. I hope the Kraken game six. You know, give us something. Yeah, or they could all be over. I think so. Oh, what a round that would be. Uh, for Dick Martin. <laughs>
I'm Michael Leboff. Uh, thanks again for listening to Line Change, and we will see you again in a couple of days. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.